1: It's the
0: final rewatch The final rewatch The final rewatch It's the final rewatch Before the new season It's the final rewatch I'm watching them all, the final rewind. Meeting, stranger friends. Um you have to please excuse me, I I just finished watching Episode three, chapter three of Stranger Things, Holly Jolly, and Yep, I, I um I teared up. I'm not sure if it's because Um of the music or because of what we saw, or Mike's reaction, um, obviously, hindsight, we all know where this is heading. We all know that things are not what they appear, but it really does pull at you emotionally. Because, you know, our heroes, the kids and Hopper, they, they don't know what we know, and they're seeing... best friend. They're seeing this boy um, being pulled from the water and, you know, presumably dead. And it is just it is crushing. And there's a shot towards the end, and I know I'm I'm getting ahead of myself, but there's a shot at the end where Joyce is running out of the house down the street for a specific a different reason. Jonathan comes upon her and is embracing her and, and consoling her because she's freaking out because of what she saw at her house. And then they pull away and you see the shot of police sirens coming towards them. And you know they're there to deliver this news. This news that Joyce is going to sound crazy, you know, not um, agreeing with. You know, not believing. But you know what they're there to talk about. But that's the end. That's the end of this episode. Let's rewind a little. That's my rewind Rewinding sound effect um, This episode, the first one, I believe, directed by Sean Levy Longtime Stranger Things director The first two were both the Duffer Brothers At this time, we got Sean Levy here And for the first time, the Upside Down We don't see it first with Will We don't see it first with Eleven We don't see it first with the Demogorgon We see it first with Barb Oh, Barb, she's in the pool. At the same time, um, Nancy and Steve are—I don't—I don't, I don't want to say—but you know what they're doing. And um, it's weird because they're holding hands, embracing at the same time. Barb is holding onto the pool, embracing the pool and, um, steps as as hard as she can, as as strong as she can, but not strong enough as the monster, um, the demogorgon, pulls her. Down and well, we can only assume um, eats her or does something. I don't know, Uh, but you know that's the the moment we see Barb. And it's funny; everyone talks about. I remember seeing Justice for Barb and Barb and Barb, and I'm like, that that's it. Like two and two episodes, she's in it. Five seconds into the third episode, yes, um, her 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 story, her character is um woven through this episode but that's it and she left a lasting impression of people like where the hell is Barb um and you know you think oh she must have been in the first season no she was in the first season but she was barely in the first season she was in it for just a few minutes um and now she's gone now she's gone Um, So what else we have going on in this episode We have Joyce going crazy with all the light bulbs Or looking crazy with all these light bulbs everywhere But you and I know she's not You you and I know she's not It's a problem because um, Some of these people are like Remember wasn't it one of the deputies last time Said um, wasn't she already a little cuckoo And I know he didn't didn't use those words But um, Harper was like come on man You know there's uh, Her kid's missing Uh, You know um, so we have, oh, they, they were planning to go out We see Eleven And we see, playing with the walkie-talkie And we see the kids kind of planning to go out and look for Will Lucas has all these weapons this, this uh was a binoculars from Nam A knife from Nam The wrist rocket And um, Dustin's like, you're going to use that The, the slingshot to, to take out a, a Demogorgon It's like, first of all, the Demogorgon's not real, okay? But if it is, I'm going to take its eyes out with this uh, and Dustin brought snacks. That reminded me of Stand by Me. If you ever saw Stand by Me, it's about four young guys who go on and go on a kind of a walkabout um, to look for something. And they talk about stuff they brought. And one of them brought a comb. That was his big his big contribution to the to the four of them. He brought a comb. He barely had any hair. He had like a buzz cut, and he brought a comb. And I know. It's not the same thing, but it just reminded me of, like, someone thinking. It just, for some reason, it reminded me of that. I don't know. That's it. So as um, as I may have mentioned, Nancy and Steve did something um, uh, while Barb was struggling for her life. And you could, I, I, maybe this is me reading into it, but it looked like Nancy was hesitant or m- not regretting, but... Well, maybe regretting it a little bit because you could see that, you know, she's leaving or she's getting ready to leave. And she's like, "Um, Steve, I'm going to be leaving. And this special thing just happened between the two of them. You think maybe he'd jump up and give a kiss to her and say, you know, thank you so much. Uh, I don't thank you. That seems stupid. But, you know, like just um, I'm really glad you were here. Um, I'm really glad you came. Uh, You know, tonight was special. Anything like that. And he's just like lying there like a lug like, all right goodbye and she's you know like okay i guess i'll just let myself out uh and she didn't um she must she must have assumed barb left because then she went home saw her mom and you almost see like she almost wanted to open up to her mom you could see that she was getting a little emotional she's like i'm fine nothing happened everything's fine i'm okay you know she had steve's uh sweatshirt and uh you know karen karen right um, she, you could see she could read between the lines that okay, you have a boy's sweatshirt. Is that your boyfriend? And he's like, no, he just gave it to me because it was cold. Liar. Eventually, um, Nancy and Mom open up to each other, and I, that's that's a while for now, but um, it's very nice. But even the next day in school, you could see her looking at the other kids. They, you, she thinks they're looking at her. You know, she's getting this, like, maybe they are, but probably they aren't. She's getting this complex, like, oh, my God, they all know what happened. They're all looking at me. And Steve's like, I didn't say anything. Um, you know, and she's you could see she's hesitant about the whole thing. She's like, no, I, I know you didn't. And then, gosh darn it, Steve Harrington turns on the charms, uses his charms. And at the end, she's like little smiley and happy and gives her a nice gives him, uh, him a nice kiss uh, meanwhile, the deputies, our deputies, are on a a mission, a mission of discovery. They go. So I'm I'm, I'm going to try to stay with them for a little while. So they go um, to the lab, and it's the three of them. It's um, Hopper, Powell, and the third guy, who I can never remember his name. They go to the uh, they go to the lab you know the last thing we saw was um the Mr. Clark found part of a hospital gown at a tube leading to the um leading to the lab so it's like well that is a clue that could at least lead us uh give us an idea of something just trying to You know, as Hopper said, so they get to the lab, and it's funny. One of the guys is like, oh, this is where they make space weapons to maybe blow the Ruskies to smithereen. I'm like, ooh, they're talking about the Russians. Are we foreshadowing here, or am I just putting, am I foreshadowing with what I know? Um, And this guy doesn't want to let them in. He's like, look. Hopper's like, look, we have a missing kid. I have reporters. I have a mayor. Um, I have a a grieving mother. I know the kid's not going to be here. Okay, but I need to check this box off. Ten minutes tops. Can you talk to your boss? See if you can get us in. Uh, And it seems like it works. They they go in. They give they get a little real basic tour, and they're like, "Look, uh, I don't think a kid's going to go through there. And if if they did, we'd catch them on camera." Uh, And he's like, "Oh, do you have those tapes?" So they go to um, the this security room where all the tapes are here here's the seventh look nothing there he's like that's all you have he's like yep i told you if if the kid was there we'd um we'd know and they leave and he says to the other cops he's like hey uh you remember the seventh right what do you remember about that night like oh it was a big storm he's like yeah did you say see any rain on that video like no he goes you think they're hiding something he goes i don't know but they're definitely lying You can see they're covering it up. They didn't do a very good job of hiding the fact that um, the camera footage they're showing them is not from that night. Then we see this this, like air grate and we go through the air grate and we see what's really going on down there. We see the gate. We see Brenner dressed uh, in his uh, hazmat suit. And we see um, it looks like they're I think they're setting up a like a line. They're bolting it into the ground. That's going to be the wire. Remember, someone's going to go through the gate. and He's tethered. Uh, and that's what they are. It looks like that's what they are setting up right there. Meanwhile, over at the um, Wheeler house, uh, Eleven's bored. She's just bored around the house. So, you know, and she shows she can make the Millennium Falcon fly. I forgot to mention that, you know... Um, Earlier, Dustin's like, "Why do we need all your weapons? We she has superpowers. Like she could close. She doesn't have superpowers. She's just a weirdo." Lucas is just not into it, and uh, they're like, "She she moves things. She closed a door with her mind. So let's see what else she can do." And um, uh, Dustin's like, "Here, make this fly." He tries to make the Millennium Falcon, a Star Wars toy, fly, and of course she doesn't. And Mike's like, "She's not a dog. Okay, You can't like get, you know bark orders to her." Um, he's like listen You know those wires Behind my house Meet us there at 315 315 He gives her his watch When it says 315 Meet us back there Okay Then we'll continue Our search for Will But She's left in the house She's bored um, In the basement So she goes snooping Around the house She she's picks up the phone She sits in the lazy boy chair Then she turns on The television Flipping a, th- a few channels And she sees a coke commercial Which makes her remember The lab and using her mind to crush a Coke can, which Dr. Brenner seems pretty, pretty happy about. And you know why he's happy about it? Because he's a jerk. Uh, I, I wrote down. See, I, I know I said I wasn't going to take notes, but I take real little simple notes that just uh, um, spark my memory. Uh, Joyce is convinced the lights are the key to communicating with Will. Uh and she looks. I wrote, she looks cray cray, which I believe is how the the youngins describe use the word crazy. She looks a little crazy to Jonathan. We know, you and I have the benefit of knowing the truth, but Jonathan's like, come come on, you know that's it's the electricity. You know, there's nothing going on here. Um, back at the Wheeler House, it's it, it's something happened that was both cute and sad. Um, Eleven is going through the house, and she goes through Nancy's room, and. What I got out of that is that she gets to see how some girls, you know, actually get to live their lives. They have a happy upbringing. They have a loving family. They get to do things. They get to um, have all these things in their room, have have friends, and, um, you know, be very blessed with all these um, things and people around them. And Eleven had none of that. And I, could, I just was like, oh, um, it, it was a little heartbreaking. Meanwhile, Nancy herself, she's at school. She's worried about Barb. She's asking someone, have you seen Barb? Um, and look, uh, you know, Barb was unfortunately ended up becoming the third wheel. I have been in that situation where you're with friends and all of a sudden your friends are off with um, a girl And you're like, okay, I guess I'll watch TV then. Um, But if anything like that were to happen to me, I'm not sure I could blame my friend there. So I'm saying you can't really blame Nancy for what happened to Barb. You can blame her for leaving Barb and blowing Barb off. That's not cool, okay? But in her defense, okay, she didn't realize a monster man from another dimension was going to attack Barb in the Harrington swimming pool. You know, no one could see that coming. So I can't, while I could blame her for blowing her friend off, the what ended up happening to her friend is a little out of her control, I would say, you know? Um, so she actually ends up going and snooping around um, Steve's house so later in the day, they're kind of they—they were going to go. Oh wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. But well, I guess I could go there. Um, we see Jonathan in the dark room, and he's developing photos. Kids, that's how you had to do it um, back in the olden days. Now I was in college when I got my first digital camera, and even then you had to it was the old-fashioned plug the camera into your computer, download the pictures. They were small and grainy. Um, we don't realize how lucky we have it now. So I, I've never been in a, a, a black room, a dark room. I've never developed photos. Um, but Jonathan is really into it. And you can see him in the, the school has a dark room, which is cool. I guess if you have a school newspaper, you need a school dark room, I suppose. Um, so he's in there developing photos. Another girl comes in and catches him with some Snoopy photos of him creeping around the Harrington house. Look, Jonathan, we learned to love this guy. We feel bad for this guy. But come on, man. Not cool. Not cool at all. Later, he's heading out of the school. There's Steve uh, and Tommy and I think it's Carol. Is that it? And this other girl and they're they're waiting by his car. Like, what the hell, man? What's with these photos? They steal his bag. They see the photos of the creepiness. Nancy comes up and she finds out that he does this. You can see the shame in his face. He's like, I was out looking for my brother. Okay, yeah, but you were stalking also. Yes. Again, I don't like Tommy. At this point, Steve is kind of is is being a jerk. You see, you see a glimmer of hope. You don't see any hope in in Tommy and Carol, but in Steve, you see this glimmer of hope. Maybe it's um, I'm, maybe it's because I know what's going to happen. But um, what they did was a little extreme. They broke his camera. However, I cannot one hundred percent blame them for the um, for their reaction to it. If I saw someone that was taking photos of my backyard and my pool and my girlfriend changing in a window, I think I would be upset. I cannot blame. Them. I think I would be very uh, creeped out and uh, taken aback even. Uh, so I can't blame them for thinking this they um you know later on in the day nancy calls barb's house or maybe it was early in the day nancy called barb's house looking for her tried to cover saying oh you know she yeah, she did say over i was looking for her this morning I haven't seen her okay give her have her give us a call then we see um they're they're going to go to the game and nancy just can't shake the fact that barb's missing and she can't hang out with him anymore. So she's like, "I gotta go." I, I remember I was gonna do something with my mom. Um, and Steve's like, "What the hell's wrong with her?" Like, that's what you get for for going out with little little Miss Perfect. She goes off. She goes back to the Harrington house. Looks anywhere for, um, for Barb. She finds Barb's car locked, abandoned. She goes by the pool, looking around. She sees something in the woods. Is it? Was it the demogorgon? In the midday, um, just like slipping by, she run, it, it must have been, right? She runs, runs home, comes in the house, Karen sees her, and she's like, what is it? And she's like, I think something bad happened. You can see she's, you know, earlier in the episode, she didn't want to open up to her mom. Now she's ready to open up to her mom. Later on, we see a quick shot of her, her mom, and Barb's mom when uh, Mike gets home. Uh, so obviously, you know, they know something's up. Nobody knows what's going on yet. So, you know, years later, we know that Nancy uh, and they, I think it's Jonathan, they go and they, or was it Steve? I forget. They go and tell, they go to see Barb's parents, right? Then they have Kentucky Fried Chicken with them. Um, but at this point, there's nothing to tell. There's nothing to hide. There's nothing to know. Because she's not like I think the monster got him. She doesn't know anything about any monsters. So right now it's okay that Nancy doesn't say anything because she there's nothing to say. So I, I'm probably jumping all over the place, but that's okay. Our kids are um, uh, Mike, Dustin, and Lucas. They're all uh, at school and they're looking for the perfect rocks for slingshots. Um, and you can see them kind of not getting along, not agreeing with each other. Um, Then the bullies show up, and they say, I mean, who says this? They're like, your friend's dead. Uh, They say something homophobic. They say the kid's probably dead. Then they trip um, Mike, who they call Frog Face. He cuts his chin. And at this point, I love it. Dustin and Lucas just focus on the fact that they're friends. Everyone's smiling, and they're like, come on that's the perfect rock and they're looking for the perfect. rock. This is going to get that mo- that demogorgon. This is going to get the monster. I love that because they they just focus on their friendship and to get Mike in a good mood and not on the bullies. I love it. Uh later on at 3:15, they do go get um they do finally go see 11. She's out there waiting for them. 315, where are they? Where are they? She's waiting by this fence. She sees a cat. And we get another flashback. And I'm thinking, wait, is she supposed to kill this cat with her mind? Is she supposed to, like, I don't know, make it explode or break its neck? And I'm sorry. Eleven would never do that. Okay? And you could see, like, Brenner was disappointed. And that's going to be, I mean, what a dick. That's going to, they, they're going to go throw her in solitary. And I'm sorry, not so fast guards. One of them gets smashed up against the wall. The other one gets dead. We get a double nosebleed from 11. And now Brenner is like proud of her. That's son of a bee. 11 would never hurt a cat, never hurt an animal, but she will kill. She's basically John Wick. You know, John Wick, someone killed his dog and, um, he killed Every single person that may have been Even remotely related to it And I feel like I would I I, I would do that Now I'll look I've never killed anything But um If it's between a, my dog And someone uh, going to hurt my dog Sorry someone uh, You know the, uh, I could never hurt my dog Oh my god I, I, You heard my dog yesterday I want to go right now and give her a hug She's a little beagle She's a little like 20 pound beagle She's crazy But I love her Um her name is Hagan, H-A-G-A-N. She's a little beagle, and I love her. I'm just giving her a shout-out. I don't know if she listens, but um, she's listening now because she's, like, over on the couch. She's probably like, oh, Stranger Things again? Jeepers creepers. Okay, I'm getting distracted because of my dog. Happens all the time. The kids do finally show up. They're like, Elle, you ready? Come on. And they take off with their bikes, and they're walking through the woods, and Eleven's like, what happened to your face? He's like, oh, I tripped. She's like, Mike, friends don't lie. And then he talks about Troy, this bully, and calls him a mouth breather. And there's the first time we heard mouth breather used as an insult. Ah, ha, ha. Uh, we'll hear it again. Um, but it was just like, she's like, I understand. And you can see he has this little smile on his face. Like, you you know that they fall in love. You know this. Uh, but at this point you just see them like really becoming good friends and it's, it's great. I love it. Um, after, uh, Hopper and the cops left the lab, I forgot to mention they went to the library and Hopper's there with Powell. Uh, and they run into, I think it was Marissa was the woman's name. And it was, it was just a really funny, fun moment. The, the librarian calling Hopper out on never calling her back. I think she calls him a dick. He's like, yep sorry about that maybe we could go out again even powell's like oh man what are you doing don't you're putting your foot in your mouth i loved it um but they're like we need to look up anything uh about the hawkins library the hawkins laboratory and she's like shouldn't you be looking for that kid he's like yeah okay we are she said okay well we have all the newspapers um the the new york times uh the uh I don't know, other ones, Uh, and they're all in this microfilm. Did she she say microfilm or microfiche? Uh, Young people out there, you have no idea, no idea what it's like to have to look these things up. It's not like they could type into a, oh, look, let's search the newspaper uh, um, archives. Type in Hawkins Laboratory. No, 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 no. You are literally looking at film negatives Uh, of photos of newspapers and just going through every single page because it takes up less room than the actual newspaper and it won't deteriorate, or at least not as quickly. Um, And now I think all that stuff's digitized and probably scannable and searchable. uh, But go through, go through, scan it. I mean, I remember writing papers in like high school And being like, oh, i got to go through this magazine and read this. I can't just search it and copy it and paste it. Um, But this is where we see Terry Ives mentioned for the first time. Um, She's obviously in one of those photographs. Uh, The negatives, that's, um, you know, I read um, a whole book. One of the the Stranger Things novels. Suspicious Minds. Uh, I read that. And I did an episode on it. If you go back into the archives, you could find it in the book club. It was one of the first. It was the first novel in the Stranger Things world, right? Uh, and it's kind of all about this. It's all about Terry Ives being involved in these experiments and having a uh, having a baby daughter. Um, it is a it's a t- it's a good book, but it's like it's sad because you know where it's heading. Um, but I would recommend, if you haven't read it, I recommend checking it out. It just adds to the mythos. It adds to the world building of uh, Hawkins and Stranger Things and everything. Um, but they're going through and they're seeing Terry Ives. They're seeing MK Ultra, which was a real thing. Um, if you look up MK Ultra, it's not invented for Stranger Things. That is like a real term. I don't know exactly what it really was. I think it was like using LSD to... See if you could Like See what the What the mind could do I mean that's That's some crazy stuff uh, But Based in reality And um They saw It was like This woman suing Brenner uh They took my daughter You're like Okay You know This is the first Like they're They are Building these building blocks Right away in episode three That Terry Ives Is Eleven's Mother Biological mother Um I love that And it's it's funny now when we know what is the relationship and what becomes the relationship between Elle and Hopper. It's funny now to realize there is no relationship. They don't even know each other. And you just know what it turns into. And I love it. Um, I have there. Karen Wheeler actually went over to visit Joyce. Joyce was setting up all these Christmas lights. She went to... Um, Melville's I know am I getting that wrong I think I'm getting that wrong but she went to um her store got all these Christmas lights and she's like just ring them up sets all these lights up around her house um which again looks a little maddening but it is not um because we know the truth and she gets will to um you know these little flashes of will uh talking to her trying to communicate with her uh, that's when Karen Wheeler shows up with Holly, Holly jolly. Uh, she shows up with a nice casserole. Holly sees the lights, follows, uh, them into, uh, Will's room. And that's when you see all the lights going crazy. But then again, you see something coming through the wall. Uh-oh. Right when Joyce comes in, she's like, what did you see? What did you see? And, um, she was told Karen, oh, you know, Will loves Christmas. So I'm just hanging all these up and Karen's like, okay, all right. But Karen did not like the way that um, Joyce was kind of yelling at Holly. She's like, look, thank you for the casserole. That's great. You got to get out of here. Get going now. Our worlds start to come together kind of towards the end. Uh, the kids, Eleven ends up leaving them to, um, she's like, I'm going to try to find where Will is. I can lead you to him. She leads him back to the buyer's house. And they're like, what? He's here. He's not, I mean, she's like, he's here, he's hiding. You know, she knows about the upside down. She can't quite uh, explain it. She's like, what are you talking about? He's not here. What are you talking about? And then the cops fly by and they're like, it's got to be Will. And they chase off after the cops. Meanwhile, Joyce is in the house setting up all these lights. She has the light, the big bulb, the big um, like knot of lights earlier. She's like, Will, are you there? And it lights up. Can you hear me? And it lights up. Blink once, yes, or twice for no. Are you alive? And it lights up. Are you safe? And it lights up twice. He's not safe. So she's like, oh, no. And how how to talk to him? She realizes something. She sets up all these lights and does the famous alphabet wall. I don't know what else to call it. But it's, it's synonymous with Stranger Things. And she's like, tell me where you are. And it says he starts lighting up right here. She's like white here. What are you talking about? What do you want me to do? And then she said, "Run, R. you. And she's like, "Oh!" She runs. She sees the lights going. She goes by the hall, and then the monster comes out of the wall. Was it? I forget. But she sees the monster come out of the wall, and she breaks for it and runs out of the house. That's when we see Jonathan catch up with her. The kids race down to the water. Follow the cops. Hopper gets a call from uh, in the library. Races, that's when he races down there And that's where you see the firefighters They're Like, please don't let it be the boy, please don't let it be the boy And that's when you see the firefighters pull out What looks to be What looks to be The body of Will Byers And it is just that music's playing um, It's a David Bowie song But it's being sung by Peter Gabriel It is so depressing, so sad And the Mike just snaps He's like, you told us You'd find him, you told us you'd bring him to him alive What are you doing? She's like, Mike Mike, even the other kids are like, don't do this, Mike, don't do this. He races off, runs home, gets in the house. And this is when I started, I'm going to admit it, I was crying this morning. I started tearing up and you see, um, he walks in the house. That's when you see Barb's mom is with Nancy and, um, and Nancy's mom. And Mike just starts, Mike breaks down. His mom goes over, consoles him. And that's when we cut over and we see, um, Jonathan consoling his mom, who's frantic because of what's going on in the house. And you see the police lights off in the distance. And that's the end of the episode. That's the end of Holly Jolly, which is a happy, fun song, but this is not a happy, fun episode. Um, but, man, I am so happy, so happy that I um, decided to do this. You know, Talking about Stranger Things, getting excited for it is one thing. But being able to go back and, and schedule and fit in this perfect kind of rebuild, re, rewatch to get me and hopefully you guys amped up and fully prepared for uh, the fourth uh, incarnation of our favorite show is just a delight. It's just a delight. So, my friends, I I think I did it. I think I'm done for the day, um, which is good because I need to start working now. So I want to thank you for listening and thank you for subscribing. Uh, You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Geek Mentality. You can find the show on Twitter at Stranger Pod. I think I have an Instagram called Stranger Danger Podcast, but I don't know if I've used it yet. I really should. Um, But every episode of Stranger Danger... Uh, you can find over at fansnotexperts.com slash stranger danger. Tell a friend. Tell three friends and two enemies about us. If you're at work, tell your go over to the person next to you and say, hey, do you like Stranger Things? Check this out. If you're at school, go over to a, a student. Say, fellow student, do you like Stranger Things? Check this out. If you're in a prison right now, bring the guard over. Say, guard, guard, come here. You like Stranger Things? Check this out. Okay, those are the only three uh, options I, I could think of. I mean, what else is there? If you're retired, um, you know, go for a walk. Tell someone, you know, turn off Price is Right, Judge Judy, and say, go for a walk and say, hey, uh, your friend, do you like stranger things? Eh, you know, tell them about it. I think that's it. You're a student, you're retired, you're at work, or you're in jail. Those are the only four options, right, of life, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's what you call going off on a tangent. So I'm done. Okay? Okay, my friends. Until tomorrow. Because guess what? We'll be back again tomorrow. Once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And until next time, stranger friends, don't forget to stay stranger. And beware the Demogorgon who appears to be outside by the Harrington pool.
1: Parker, engineering your success.